Welcome back to the Reigning Opinions Podcast. This is Crystal. And Carmen. And we are back. Yes. So, you know. We out here living life. Trying. (laughs) (laughs) Doing the best that we can. And, you know, sometimes we hit roadblocks. Mm -hmm. And um, these roadblocks, they're our own. We create them. You know, we're all well-intentioned and we don't want to hurt anyone and we don't want to, you know, start any fights and we don't want to do a lot of things, but we understand it's not in our control. So the best thing you can do in that situation is just look out for number one. Now, I know we're struggling with, you know, this selfish thing and if everybody worry about themselves, who's going to take care of the next person that needs it and all this other stuff, I get it, I understand. There's a balance in everything, okay? You find it. But the focus of today's episode is going to be worrying about everybody else while neglecting yourself. Mm. When I say neglecting yourself, I'm not necessarily saying you're not taking care of yourself. I'm saying like you're putting everyone else's um, feelings, feelings, mm. um, perceptions, ideas before yours. Like you, every time you feel like you need to say something, you start with, but I don't want to ruin their day or I don't want to ruin their trip or I don't want them to think this or I don't want them to feel that. And I'm guilty. I am guilty. Like I can have this conversation because I've overcome a lot of these hurdles, but I still create them. Mm. And I don't know if it's simply just the, the, the kind of like fear of confronting issues or if it's the, the person that you're confronting, that you're confronting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just are really, really like, you know, experienced with this person and you know how they react. Right. But There comes a time where you have to take everything that you understand about yourself and the other people that you deal with and allow them to be mad at you. Mm. It's so, it's so tough, but we all have to allow everyone in our life, especially the people we love to be upset with us because we can't keep them happy and keep ourselves happy at the same time. Right. Right. We can't because sometimes their, their comfortability is indirect, indirect, like, it's in, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. It's just, it's really just, it impacts ours. It, right. it directly impacts our happiness. So their comfort directly impacts our happiness. Right. right. So it's like, look, I know I'm, I'm not trying to be mean or, you know, not understanding your situation, but I have to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. And I understand, you know, this may make you uncomfortable or it makes you feel a certain way or you, you may, it makes you feel like I have a problem with you. But I am not going to have a problem with you unless I continue to sit on this. Right. So to prevent problems, I have to tell you that things have got to change. Child. But I feel like for a lot of people, including myself, nine times out of ten, you have no issue having the conversation. Whatever the conversation is. With most situations, you're very confident in saying how you feel. Walk it like you talk it. You know what I'm saying? But maybe it comes to family or it comes to close friends. 
you can't keep that same energy and it becomes frustrating. Well, I feel like when it comes to close friends and family, there is this certain connection there. Like you, mm-hmm. you're not trying to to ruin this connection. Right. You, you know, you 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 want this family member. You love them. You care about them. If if you did not, they would not be in a situation where they can affect you so much. You mm. understand? Mm. So it's like you want to handle it with care, but you still have to be honest because right. you have to accept the fact that you're your tiptoeing around the situation is also not helping it. Right. Because what's going to happen is you're going you're to let the chopper sing. You're going to let the chopper <laughs> sing. And I feel like we say this so much. We, we're going to have to make a t-shirt one yeah. and we need to, where does it come from? Carmen? What? Chopper sing. Let like, the chopper sing. Is it a lyric? Is it a, uh, uh, you know what? I really don't know. Okay. Because I don't, I assumed it was something from a movie. I think it just fits though. So, <laughs> A chopper is a gun? Yeah. Okay. And so when she says she's going to let the chopper sing, that means she's just going to shoot up the yeah. club and everybody else. You know, yeah. she's going to shoot people up. She's going to let the chopper sing. It's going <laughs> I don't know what the chopper sounds like, actually. I just I just feel like, like it was a Like a machine gun. gun. Okay, a machine gun. Yeah. So that's what I figured it was, but I thought it came from like a song or something. But Child, who knows at this point? I've been saying it so long. <laughs> she says it a lot. So when you hear Carmen say she's going to let the chopper sing, because I've been hanging around Carmen so much, and I say I'm going to let the chopper sing, we mean... We're just going to get to the point to where we're just it's, taking everybody out. Everybody got to go. It's Nobody's safe. Down like an elevator. Right. <laughs> so that's what she means by that. But I feel like before you get to that point, there are like cues that you're you're passing over out of comfortability. So to me, it's like if you if you're if you know that the chopper is going to sing. Right. You have to make provisions so that you do not let the chopper sing. Right. So it's like if if you're so uncomfortable with saying what you have to say and having the important conversations, yet you understand if you dump the chopper's going to sing at the gate, you're just like, I'm just going to kill everybody, you know, because I'm not going to have no conversation. <laughs> everybody got to go because <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. And that's not good. Like that is like you go from zero to everybody got to die. You know what? You know what? Letting the chopper sing is my version of past assault. But see, so just so I know everyone heard on Crystal Clear, like um, the the two episodes, one um, better than therapy, and the one before that, which was uh, what was that one called? It was the one where I talked told the coworkers I didn't um, want them to know. Yeah, my, yeah. Oh, I didn't. They weren't invited <laughs> to my show. Yeah. But on the last part of the show, I talked about um, communicating with people and mm-hmm. accepting what they tell me, and so I feel like while it's hard it creates a certain peace in your day, mm-hmm. you know? And one of our um, questions of the day had a comment where it's like you handle stuff so there's a cleaner feeling. Mm. So it's like having the communication, taking the time to communicate with people about how different things make you feel, you know, and not making it personal to them, mm-hmm. but just explaining yourself to them right. and how you function and how you work best kind of leaves a cleaner feeling because it's not like, it's not me saying, uh, look heifer, if you don't figure this out, I'm going to take you out. <laughs> You're saying like, Hey, um, I, I don't do well with the interruptions. Like mm. if, if, if you need me to know something or make sure I see something, feel free to email me, but don't, don't jump up and distract me because that's probably going to get like a knee jerk reaction of me mm. telling you stop messing with me. You know, right, I'm going to say something right. that you're going to be like, Oh, well that wasn't, you're going to get defensive. So, 
Mm. So that we work better in the future together, email me this or whatever and allow me to finish it. Do not rush me. We have other, we, we don't know. You don't know what I'm doing. Right. You know, you don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what I have to do. And I don't know about you, but I like to work in the order in which things were received. Right. Mm. So I have a certain flow, but I feel like when you send me stuff, you have this urgency, sense of urgency wrapped around it where you expect me to acknowledge that I've gotten it or whatever, <laughs> or you expect me to do it real quick. And I just want you to let, let you know that's not how I work. And so you need to give it like at least three hours or so. So what do you do? How do you navigate that extremely sensitive individual? Because there's some people who you can have that conversation with. They'll take it, they'll process it, and they'll say, cool, I'm glad you told me this. You know, moving forward, everything's going to be fantastic and copacetic, right? Mm-hmm. But how do you, how do you, how does one navigate that person that no matter what you say and no matter how you say it, they're going to take offense? So here's the thing, right? Right, right, right? Here's the Because we all know that person. We all know that person, <laughs> right? But... Instead of looking at them as the extremely sensitive one, look at yourself as the extremely sensitive Mm. one. Because here's the thing, like you are having the need to come across a certain way to where everybody takes what you say and be okay with it and Mm -hmm. smile and skip away. Right. I like that, Carmen. You you, You want everything that you say to come off that pleasant. But everything that you have to say is not going to come off pleasant. Mm. And so you have to get yourself in a place to where no matter who you're delivering a message to, no matter who you're communicating with, that you are okay with how they receive it. Mm. That's the thing. So even if you're ruining the day, even even if you know they tend to have issues with what you tell them, you have to be okay with how they react to your message. So it's not making provisions for them. It's making provisions for you. So you have to say, okay. I need to say this. It's important. Right. And I'm going to say it. But once I say it, close your eyes. Leave. <laughs> because you cannot be worried about their body language after the fact. You can't be right. worried about like how they shoulder shrugging you after the fact. That ain't your problem. That ain't right. your business. Let them receive it and process how they need to. Right. It might come off as negative initially, but once it gets down to the core of them and they understand where you're coming from Mm -hmm. and don't, and don't be expecting to see that in the first 10 minutes or after telling them, just allow them time. If they're going to send you a book of excuses, expect that, but don't get mad at that. Don't take offense to that. Just understand, (laughs) understand and receive. This is how they process and they might not like what you have to say, but you have to say what you have to say regardless. And so that's, that's where I feel like it's important because a lot of times we do what we know we have to do and then we're uncomfortable because right. the people we love are affected and they clearly don't like it. Right. But that's not our problem. Mm. That's not our problem. Child. And, and that's I, the hard thing. And I think, you know, in some situations, um, y'all sound off in the comments because I know I'm not the only one that could possibly feel this way. It's like, yes, you can. It's easier to have certain conversations with certain people, right? But then it's like you also know yourself, right? And so maybe you're trying not to get to the point to where it's really easy for me to cut people off. And so maybe the struggle that I'm having is that this may or may not be a person that you are that you want to cut off. But depending on how they receive, that could be the straw that potentially breaks the camel's back of whatever the situation may be right i tell you one thing you receive it some type of way or you receive it in a way 
that I don't think that you should have received it. And so now you got me feeling some type of way. And so now you're dead to me. Right. And, so that, and that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. So as, as the messenger and as the receiver of the messenger, we, we have to both be understanding. Right. So we, we have to both be aware and just expecting people to be aware is an expectation all its own mm. that might not be reasonable. Mm. So, and just paying attention to yourself, like, you know, how you feel if somebody comes to you and tells you something that you don't necessarily like. Right. You might not fly off a handle, but you know there is like a storm in your spirit, right? Mm. And you're just trying to keep it together. Shout out to the stormy spirits. Right? <laughs> and so you, ha- I feel like you also have to take that understanding about yourself and extend that understanding to the next person when it's you telling them something. Mm. And you can't, I-, I feel like we can have this expectation of a reaction, but we're not necessarily being reasonable. Like here we, here we are. We, we, we know people for 45 years mm-hmm. and then we expect them um, one day uh, to just be like, okay, sure. You just curse me out and I'm fine. <laughs> you just, you just read me to pieces and I liked it. Right. You know, and if that's not natural to their character, why are we expecting that from them when right. we're having difficult conversations? So it's like, you, you also have to extend understanding. That was what my episode was about. It's like, I am not right to have this expectation for them if what they've done have, mm. has in turn offended me and I have to communicate with them mm. about what they've done. I have to also expect for that to offend them, but not to feel like I have to unsay everything I need to say. Right. I have to say it. stand on I it. I have to stand on it, but I have to allow them to feel the way they feel because right. it's an exchange. And, and and if we truly respect each other and, you mm. know, value this relationship, whether it's family or work or whatever, we adjust in our own time. And mm. and that's what happened. Like, um, when I had to have a conversation with one of my coworkers, initially she was pissed. Mm. And I had to sit there and let her, you know, rumble and grumble and, you know, move around the office and shake her little head. But in the week or so, she was good. She was okay. And and what I said was what I said. And I didn't take it back. And I right. didn't apologize for it. Shout out to Nene. Okay. Shout out to Nene. And it, it was... Well, not right now because she didn't kind of piss me off. But that's a whole other topic for a whole other topic. Show. But I, I'm just saying, <laughs> you have to give them time. Give right, them time. Right. Because at the end of the day, as long as you're doing your best... And you know your intentions are just good and you're just trying to, you know, keep the peace mm-hmm. in yourself. You know, like keeping the peace in yourself is keeping the, the peace around you. Amen. Okay? <laughs> Amen. In case we hadn't made that connection. Keeping the peace in yourself is also keeping the peace around you. Because if you if if you do not say anything and you just let people handle you any kind of way, you are setting yourself up for a knee-jerk reaction. And who knows what's going to happen? Once you just release in that instant because you have reached your, you have reached a lot of collateral damage. You have reached your, you know, you have reached your tail end of the BS and you can't take no more. You're just like, look, <laughs> everybody's be still. <laughs> just, just stop. Child, like don't, I mean... don't let yourself break. Don't, don't let it come to that. So Crystal, I talk about letting the chopper sing quite often. Have you ever let the chopper sing on someone because of conversations that should have been had and weren't? I'm certain. See, 
I feel but like, I'm, but I'm I'm kind of thinking that Crystal's uh, singing chopper is a little is a little more tame than my singing chopper. So <laughs> listen, I feel like a lot of people that you see today, and you feel like they're you know even kill and easy going. Mm-hmm. They've gotten their way because they laid up, they made a lot of these mistakes early in life. Mm. So I had the mercy of being young when I was cutting up. You I know, gotcha. I was cutting up though. Okay. I was cutting up, <laughs> all right? So, like, you know, I have always been really good at communicating my feelings, mm-hmm. right? I have not always been really good at when and where mm. to communicate my feelings, okay. you know? Okay. Because, like, I, I learned, like, when I was a kid, like, I, t- I don't remember if I talked about this on the show, but I would have, like, the temper tantrums where I used to just go clear a dresser. Like, everything had to be on the flow. Yeah. Right? Like, I just used to, it was physical. And I was a little bitty kid, right? Yeah. And so, after whippings and whippings and whippings, you know, you kind of <laughs> understand, this is not an okay behavior, and I don't necessarily like whippings, right? Right. So, you, you make the two, you connect the two, and you realize how to adjust and move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I didn't understand that day while I was getting a whooping, but I understood enough to, like, you don't get to knock everything off your mama dresser. Right. Right. So it's like you just grow up and you understand better. And then you have friendships and you don't like the way something going instead of, uh, you know, taking her doll and popping the head off. You just like <laughs> you go you go hide somewhere in the corner until you calm down, you know. Right. And you understand like you don't get to always have your way. And it's like different coping mechanisms that you come to as you just become yourself as you're getting right. older, because, you know, I was. I'm the youngest of two. My sister's nine years older than me. People basically just catered to me, mm-hmm. you know, and that was what I was used to. And when I was around somebody who wasn't prepared to cater to me, there was an adjustment that needed to be made. Right. It needed to be made. And so like I, my life was full of that, but like, it didn't mean I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. I was somewhere flailing my arms and screaming about it. But then I had to, that's not how you do that. Right. I'm not going to have no friends, you know, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, and, 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 you know, and I did, I did learn, I did learn how to, you know, be good with myself, Mm -hmm. but I also learned how to be good around others, you know? And so it was just something that you, you just, you grow with or whatever. But child, let me tell you, like, you know, being a young adult, you know, that felt like somebody didn't hear me understand or care mm-hmm. or whatever and letting them know in my tone and what I had to say. Like, you don't have to hear me, feel me or care, but this is what I'm saying and you take it how you want to, you know? And it's like, you, <laughs> I was, I was like, when somebody in my job called me a thug, it's like, am I showing it? You know, <laughs> is it like, am I, am I coming off as I don't care how you feel, but this is how I feel, right. you know, you know, it's just like. You have to let yourself be known. And early on, like, I felt the release when I just went off, right? Now, I don't want to go off. It's the but best I, feeling in the world. Right. Now, I don't want to go off, but I still want that release. And so, I just figure out better ways to right. go about it, you know? I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. I'll be completely honest with you. And I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm a middle child or because, you Probably. know, just throughout life, I've just felt silenced and censored my mouth when I am angry is vicious it Mm -hmm. is nothing less than vicious i have said some horrible things to Mm -hmm. people in the midst of letting my chopper sing right and hey once hey words few things in life you can't take back once they once you say them that's it right Mm -hmm. and i've destroyed relationships behind the things that i've said right but at the same time 
I feel like, you know how like um, when you're drunk, they say this is how you really are and how you really feel. Mm-hmm. Me letting my chopper sing is just really everything that maybe I've attempted to say, but just couldn't or couldn't formulate my words to make it not come off as abrasive or hurtful. You just got to catch it. You just got to catch it now. And, and however it comes out, that's how it comes out. And I will say, I haven't let the chopper sing in a very long time. You remember in, um, did you ever see the Hulk movie mm-hmm. with um, Edward Norton? The first one Mm-mm. with Edward Norton? Mm-mm. Okay, well, you probably saw maybe the one with um, with the new Hulk, mm-hmm. the guy who's in like all the, yeah. and it's like so many days with that incident, and then after you let the, after he go off, then you have to start back at one. Yeah, I probably say I'm at a strong maybe like two and a half years without incident. And so that's good. That that means you have made a decision somewhere in there that you don't like how you, even though you appreciate the release, you yeah. don't like how you feel. And I do feel bad afterwards. In yeah. that moment, I'm like, yes. Right now, you know there is no more tiptoeing. There is no more gray area. You know what it is. Right. But then you know after the smoke clear and the adrenaline stops running, you're like, like, oh, oh what have I done? Shit, I talked about her mama. So and I like her mama. So here's the thing. So <laughs> make good biscuits. <laughs> I ain't gonna get them biscuits no more. Damn, Carmen said you always see. You always cutting off your nose to spite your face. So listen, so here's the difference. So when I let my chopper sing, I wasn't going for the juggler. I wasn't I, go. I wasn't saying mean things. I was He's seeking missile. I go straight to it. Nah. See even at see, and that's that's something I don't understand about myself, but even in my angriest moments, I'm not trying to take you out. Like I I, I think Shit. I think I, I think I'm genuinely <laughs> A caring person to my core because even in my angriest moments, I am going to protect you. Mm-hmm. I am not gonna take you out because you know uh, when I was a kid, one of the little kids said, "Crystal, your tongue is sharper than two edges sword." We was at church, you know. Child. They was like, "Your tongue is sharper than a two edges sword," and I was like, "Well, I should protect you guys, then. <laughs> you know." So listen, honestly, honestly, I am. But the fact that you would even think that in that moment just speaks volumes. Because if somebody were to say that to me, I'd be like, "Good, now stay back." Listen, so honest, <laughs> honestly, like I, I know what to say. Trust me. Listen, I tell people all the time, like, don't think I'm not armed. Okay. <laughs> I'm never unarmed. Let me find out Krista keep a blade under her cheek. Like she's I'm, from Chicago. I'm never unarmed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, wait, wait, what is it like when you are like, um, a certain level of uh karate like a certain belt you're a black belt you're a registered weapon or whatever yeah. and you gotta you can't just you gotta can't be careful who you put your yeah. hands on it's like i gotta be careful with my mouth on and what i say out of my mouth about a person because i know i am well aware like i see i see your spirit like <laughs> <laughs> your spirit be with the pray hands be easy on them <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and i'm just like okay okay listen and i and i'm just telling you the truth of my experience right i'm going right. off on you but I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm telling you my experience. And even in being honest. But it's tempered. Yeah. You know? And even in being honest with that experience and not, you know, coming for you like I could, people are still just like, where are you coming from with all this? Like, the, I might as well be cursing them out. Right. I might as well be talking about their mama. I might as well be talking about other insignificant things and unfortunate things about them or whatever. Yeah. I might as well because it's like my truth is like so far from the realm of reality for them. Mm. It's like. Why couldn't I just Ooh. cut them up? You know, well, let's just pray that Carmen keeps evolving and, and growing because I will say like, this is our, this is our safe space. 
I go for the jug and I I go for it and I twist in a way that really the relationship, whatever professional, um, it's dead at that point because I've just, I take it there. I'm kamikaze mode at that point, you know? Right. And so here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I kept her, pew, pew, everybody got to (laughs) die. So here's the thing. Like you're telling me this about you, right? So say, say, say for whatever reason, we, we have a fallout, right? Mm -hmm. And you going for the juggler. The, the sensible part of Crystal, while I understand you're going for the juggler, I'm going to be like, this heifer just going for the juggler. Yeah. I'm going to let her get my juggler, so to speak. <laughs> and when when she comes to, I'm going to say, now look, heifer, you got my juggler. Let me tell you something about yourself. Right. You know, you, you've, cut, you've cut up as much as you can. And you used to people cutting you off. Mm. And you used to being prepared to cut people off because they ready to cut you off. Yeah. But I'm still here. So all your little juggler snatching and all that couldn't <laughs> harm me. I'm still <laughs> here. And still, you know, still. Shout out to Tisha Campbell. <laughs> Shout out to Teacher Campbell. I was watching uh, Fresh Prince in the, uh, with the Attic episode where he was like, uh, stuck in the basement. Look, we cannot. The tricycle girl getting on my nerves. I'm going out of my mind. I thought she was fine. Don't know if my body is hurts. Like, I just watched that. Too much. So, listen. <clears throat> so, I'm going to, like, you're probably not used to people. Right. Not being ready to throw you away after you cut up. Because I mm-hmm. feel like a part of you cuts up so bad because you want them to throw you away. You expect them to throw you away. Pussy but bag. But there's somebody out there. There's people out there who are not threatened by you cutting up and throwing and snatching. They need to be. And I'm juggling. Scared. They're just like, Herman, are you done? Right. <laughs> are but you that's done? that's going to take all of the wind out of my sails if and, they do that. And yeah. And yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> You over here cutting up like a little a baby demon. Like we supposed to really care about you <laughs> being mad and you pulling out all the stops and we just like, okay. So now that you're done and I understand that I hurt you because you otherwise done? you wouldn't have did all of that. And so Is we finished or we done? Yeah. So now that we've come to the conclusion that we've hurt each other, right? How do we build from here? Because I'm not done. Oh, child. Right? And so maybe maybe if you realize that you're worthy even after your ugliness mm-hmm. and acting out of still, you know, people still being in your corner, right. you, you won't have to go there anymore. And may, Maybe I'm subconsciously, it's like a therapy session, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm subconsciously putting myself on an island uh-huh. so that you know, there's no possibility for me to hurt others and for them to hurt me and maybe not even put myself in positions to have to have the hard conversations. Right. You build that wall. Yeah. 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 Build a wall. Shout out to 45. Not really. No, I'm talking about the security challenge episode where she's thinking about building that wall. And listen, let let me talk to Crystal for just two (laughs) seconds. Okay. Can we take, let's take a side street because we still on topic. Let's just take a side street. Bro, I listened to that episode. Shout out to Vicky. Uh-huh. Listen, the tears that Aww. were coming down my face while I was listening to that episode, I was like, I don't go to church, but it's like, you know how like when you do go and you feel like the preacher talking mm-hmm, right to you? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I knew you was going to be here today. So <laughs> I put this here just for you, wow, right? Wow. And I said, oh my <laughs> God. She talking to me. She came through my little speakers while I was supposed <laughs> to be doing work and was like, you're keeping yourself from all the things that you want. And I was like, you know what? I got to pause, right? <laughs> I got to take a lap. 
<laughs> Gotta take a lap and then I can come back and finish. But it's so true. I think that I am like subconsciously putting myself on these islands, maybe purposefully putting myself in situations mm-hmm. to have to back out of them. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I can be like, I told you. Right. And so, and, and I feel like because no one has been there after the smoke clears and mm-hmm. you feel like it works. Yeah. And so when they block you, you won. Right. And so <laughs> when somebody is still like, okay, we made it, you know, <laughs> we're still here, you know? And, and then I think, I think you'll, you'll understand that that is, it's not as um, productive as yeah. you feel like it should be, or it's not as, it's just it's it's not gonna be something you go for. It won't right. it won't be something you keep in your little handy tool belt to use when you feel yeah. like you have to. Like it's like uh, my, chop, my chopper come my chopper come out like pooty tang belt. You know how like what's the little magicians or little people like on different shows where yeah. they had that little little, little they little drop that little smoke bomb and they disappear. Oh, yeah. Like this your little smoke bomb you thought it disappear, but it's like it didn't work. <laughs> I saw you run over there. Like, they come around the corner. I I saw what you did. Right, (laughs) girl. (laughs) So, yeah. It's a mess. So, I mean, it's, you know, everybody has, like, their uh, minting uh, coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. that they use because they work for so long. But when you you find yourself in a position where they no longer work, you're forced to evolve. Evolve. Yeah, you are. And I, and I feel like maybe that's what happened um, in my relationship, in my marriage or whatever, mm-hmm. like knowing uh, my husband, it's just like, there was a lot of things that I was used to. And mm. he was just like, nope, not here. Right. Nope, not here. Nope, not here. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, dang. You had to adjust. I had to adjust. I had to, uh, I had to evolve. I had to change. I had to grow, mm-hmm. you know, but when you realize then that you're changing and growing for the better, right? You know, for for yourself, and you're not just pulling stunts to manipulate the situation. You're actually having to face the facts and the mm. truth or whatever. It's just like you find yourself. While you might be frustrated at somebody for working you so, right, you know, right. you, you understand that you're in a better place. Yeah. So yeah. Ooh, child. <laughs> so the moral of the story: use your words. Use your words. Be confident and stand on them, mm-hmm. and you are not responsible how you are not responsible for how someone receives. Right. The most important part is that it was said mm-hmm. in the most respectful way that you could muster at right. the time, mm-hmm. and however they receive it is on them because, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. Right. And, and people can't reach your mind, so you have to. Give them something to go on. You got to give them because, hey, and I'm the queen of passive aggressive too. So it's like, right. Sometimes when that doesn't work, then you really got to use your words. You know what I'm saying? So listen, this is a real thing. Just And and, and I do love the way you wrapped up the show, but I I feel like um, in the past, because I've been, I I can still consider myself to be passive aggressive, but I've gotten past that a lot. Mm -hmm. But it took me having dreams about giant cows, right? Oh. Blocking my, uh, my path, right? Okay. And so I did not know, you know, I never, I never put. Shout out to Dream Moods. Yeah. I never put cows, um. In the, I never considered them to be passive, mm-hmm. aggressive. But when I looked it up, 
they're they're very passive. Like you can do a lot of stuff to them. They gonna sit there and chew. Mm-hmm. You know whatever they doing or whatever. Right. But like when I realized that these giant cows were going to be in my way until I dealt with them, mm-hmm. and you know stop being so passive in like large, big situations in my life. Like right. the this you thinking. You are doing the best thing by sitting on it, not saying anything, you know, making peace with it is really just a huge roadblock. Right. And, you know, just you living your best life. Are you getting to where you need to go? Are you finding your peace or whatever? Whatever you want is on the other side of that giant roadblock because you refuse to have the conversations you, re- you refuse to speak up for yourself. And in this point of my life, I understand I no longer argue. I'm mm. just speaking up for myself. Right. That's it. And that's all. I love that. We'll have to do another dream episode. Cause mine have been off the chain lately. Who I can't handle. <laughs> <laughs> no more dogs brushing their teeth, but they have definitely been like, they've been off the chain lately. So oh we'll, we'll have to do a follow up dreams. Mean things. Sounds like episode. fun guys. And I hope you guys got something from this episode. Cause I did. I did too. I think so. I'm not going to reload the chopper. It's empty right now. So we ain't going to, we won't buy any more bullets. Well, good for Carmen. (laughs) All right. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Reigning Opinions podcast, where our opinion reigns supreme. Feel free to follow the show across social media at Reigning Opinions Pod, and also send your questions to us via email, reigningopinionspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Why I call it that shit? I know more real niggas that you all that all You ain't a stand-up man when you fall and crawl back. You alone.